When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of Inside Sports. It is August 24th. It's a hot one in the Capital Region. And we've got some piping hot rumors that need addressing on the Edmonton Oilers front. Why don't we do that together? We'll bring aboard the color analyst, Bob Stoffer, coming up a little later on tonight, 6.35. Derek Taylor from our sister station out in Winnipeg, 680 CJOB, will come on to talk CFL football. We've got Elks. How about the Nathan Rourke injury? What a bummer that is for football fans. Fans of the CFL, horrendous. And if you're a fan of the BC Lions, even worse. Uh, also, Bo Levi Mitchell, not starting at quarterback in what I would consider the team's biggest game of the year here in Week 12. They take on Winnipeg, and it'll be Jake Mayer at the helm. So plenty of things to discuss CFL-wise after the 7 o'clock news. And familiar voice, you love him, I love him. Cam Moon will talk Oilers, Elks, and maybe a little Toronto Blue Jays as the, uh, the Bluebirds battle for playoff spot the summer winding down. They are in wild card contention maybe below expectations thus far disappointing on that front 780-496-0063 is the way you let us know that is the hotline it's brought to you by certainty the pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems certainteed pro all the way so lots of fun coming up over the next couple of hours i'm brendan escott i am filling in tonight for dave campbell who is filling in this week for reed wilkins reads back on monday from a uh, a well-earned vacation the man doesn't stop working during the hockey season so i hope reed's been enjoying some time on the golf course over the course of this week. So the Edmonton Elks hosting the Ottawa Red Blacks second half of two games in a row. That game on 6.30, Chad, Saturday afternoon, 3.30 is the countdown to kickoff show. I host that one before Dave and Morley take over the play-by-play call at 5 o'clock. The Elks looking to move to 4-7 and seven on the season. They're looking to keep pace with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for that what looks like is going to be crossover playoff spot and uh, they're looking to snap a curse uh, a franchise record losing streak on the brick fields 
at Commonwealth Stadium. 12 losses in a row, but the sun is shining on this football team right now in many ways. In many others, it's it's a football season, and there's some tumultuous nature that comes with that. This week, we're learning of the injuries to key veteran players. Manny Arsenault, you may have heard by now, on the six-game injured list. Left tackle Tony Washington on the six-game injured list. So the offensive line is, it's going to look a little bit different when the Elks take the field on Saturday afternoon. Down at practice today, we got our first look on Andrew Garnett, or Andrew Garnett from the practice squad coming up and uh, talking about playing uh, in his first CFL game coming up this weekend. Uh, a couple weeks now, you feel, it looks like you're going in. You feel ready? Yes, sir, I feel ready. You know, uh, the guys have been very welcoming. Uh, everyone's very supportive. Uh, it's definitely big up since I'm fresh out of college, but I'm ready to take that challenge, and I'm excited to play against the Red Blacks. Head coach Chris Jones talking about uh, Garnett playing in his first game here on Saturday. Big day, and, uh, you know, it's a big opportunity. And uh, he's worked extremely hard. He's in great shape. He's extremely strong. So we look forward to seeing what he brings to our football team. Like many players on the CFL rosters, had a, a look at an NFL camp. He was up with the Arizona Cardinals. Was Garnett, he comes back down. He'll play right tackle this week. That leaves Martez Ivy, who's been playing right tackle pretty well all season, on the left-hand side of the line. He'll block Taylor Cornelius's blind side. Any challenges on going from left tackle to right tackle back and forth like that? No, I'm originally I'm a left tackle, and so the the, uh, the transition for me is going from left to right. So, and my whole life I played left tackle. I played Florida at left tackle, and NFL played left, XFL played left, Toronto played left and right. So here I just came and played straight right. So I like I, I I live on the left side. I like the left side a lot. And that was because veteran tackle Tony Washington again was uh, the staple, the anchor, if you will, of this O-line, I guess, at the left tackle position. So that was Ivy. Um, here's Garnett once again. Andrew Garnett's on playing the right side in his first game. Uh, well, it is a big difference, you know, flipping the footwork and things like that. Uh, it is, uh, especially uh, going from states to heat up here which is you know the yard off the ball for the d-line and uh just finding that spot and that rhythm is still uh it's a it's a challenge and it's it's really different but it's also very exciting it's like it's you know experiencing something new every day and just trying to get better every day to improve the right side. Well, he's getting some reps in at practice this week in advance of that contest on Saturday. As for Jones, he had this to say on all the O-line changes in the last couple of games. We've had guys in and out of the roster, and uh, and it's hard on Mac. You know, Mac's he's like having his, his set five in there. and and uh, But our, our backup guys have done a real nice job of popping in, and I thought last week, uh, you know, 64, he did a really nice job of, of going in and uh, and doing what he needed to do and then court at center moving from guard to center he made all our calls and put us in the right protections yeah mark cordy uh, sliding over to center last week in the absence of david beard who returns to the center position he was uh, out with an illness last week so cordy slides back over to right guard and uh, and should help keep the run game going in what was a positive trajectory i was looking on uh, twitter today one accounts saying that 
Anti Milanovic Litre had the most efficient running game of any rusher in the league last weekend. What uh, just it wasn't as if Litre ended up with a big stat line at the end of the game. I believe only 54 rushing yards, but he was able to change the looks often enough that uh, that the Elks could build on that. And then they came out and had three straight offensive possessions in the second half of that football game last Friday against Ottawa, which they scored touchdowns on. So Coach Jones, again, hoping that the offense is able to take some good habits from last week, especially the second half. Well, we'll see. You know, we had a, a really good second half, but, you know, it... it, it doesn't take but a, a little bit of a memory to remember that the first half was about as bad as as what you can see you know in all three phases and uh, so uh, you know hopefully we can mimic some of the things that we did in that second half and stay on the field offensively and and play good solid defense tackle not take penalties and then play solid enough special teams to win the game and play for 60 full minutes. That's another key that's been discussed amid this this um, tough opening stretch of the season, shall we say, for the Elks. It's can we see the team string together 60 straight minutes worth of quality Elks football? Here's Jones. I mean, uh, we've not done it yet. Not one time have we played uh, from start to finish. It's always, you know, three quarters, and then we, we have one off or a half here or a half there. We've not played four quarters yet. What better week to start? It's been 12 straight losses on home field. Looks like the weather should be all right Saturday on the brick field when they welcome the Red Blacks in for the second half of this head-to-head -head series. How do you feel about that, by the way, especially the way it lined up on the Elks schedule this year for back-to-back -back games against Ottawa right before the Labor Day series against Calgary? So you're sort of getting a double dip worth of the rivalry and at least it wasn't as bad as Hamilton and Ottawa, or Hamilton and uh, Toronto, rather, playing the same team four times in five weeks. That's bizarre, absolutely bizarre. I like that it creates the mini rivalries, and in this instance, it really benefited Edmonton because Ottawa's having such a hard time this year. Uh, but nevertheless, I wonder what you think about it. 780-496-0063, does it kind of uh, take away from the natural rivalry series we've uh, grown accustomed to, the Labor Day Classic with, uh, you know, the Battle of Alberta, maybe you've heard of that. 780-496-0063. Uh, so that's the story in Edmonton, but an interesting tweet today. I'm, I'm trying to log into my Twitter here on the desktop. It's not working, so I'm going to go searching here on my phone. But Bo Levi Mitchell tweeting out essentially his reaction to not starting tomorrow night's Week 12 matchup against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And uh, it, they've, they've won two of three games, the Stamps have, but... It's a situation in which you've got a veteran and a veteran who's been very good for a long time. I, I think that it's suffice it to say he's going to be a Hall of Famer in this league. But today, Bo Levi Mitchell saying, and I quote, I am obviously frustrated with the decision. Any competitor would be. But I'm a member of this team, and I'm not above coaching or criticism. I believe in Jake Mayer, and I uh, believe he will play great winning football. I'll take the time to look at what I can do to, date, to make myself better, which will ultimately make us a better team. I will be back on the field. 
end quote. So, listen, I'm not really in favor of any athlete, let alone the leader of a football team, making a a crusade over to social media to get his message heard. I think there's more professional avenues to take in these instances. But at least he backed the guy that has to go out there and take on what is probably the league's best defense in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So from that aspect, all right, I guess you can slip them a little bit of a pass there. But overall, it seems a little indignant, a little bit of entitlement coming across, in my opinion, in this instance. Calgary is now 6-3. and three. They're third in the West Division, so still in playoff standing. Saskatchewan sits behind them at 5-5. Five and five. Uh, But now you're looking at BC without their starting quarterback who has driven so much of the excitement, so much of their 8-1 and start to the year, and an opportunity knocks for Calgary. So if if uh, Dave Dickinson at head coach is feeling like this the easiest or the most effective road to, to a win is not via the veteran quarterback, then that's the change he has to make. And for the sake of not ruffling feathers, I think it goes a lot easier when you've got somebody that can take that. And if he says he wants to actually make himself better and and uh, make the team a better uh, place, then he's got to do that. I don't think you head off to Twitter and and and, and say that, right? Demonstrate it as a leader. That's what I think about it. 780-496-0063 is the number to let me know what you think about it. Season's still very much intact for Calgary, but it is Jake Mayer in what, again, I call the biggest game of their season so far. Derek Taylor from CJOB, the play-by-play voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, coming up after the 7 o'clock news tonight on Inside Sports. He will have much to say about this no doubt did you see by the way Rough Riders D lineman Garrett Marino managed to get himself fined again in his first game back after the league's longest suspension in history this this guy who is and believe me as somebody who's watched Zach Cassian play for the Oilers for the last few years I understand what persecution by officials can look like but in this instance this is a player who just doesn't seem to get it. It was it was another chintzy play. I believe it was right at the end of the game. He he hit a, he, another unsuspecting player. It's just the plays that Garrett Marino was making. They go outside the unwritten rules of the game, and that's when you really start to see uh, other competitors get upset. Like, what are you doing breaking the code, as it were? We'll find out what Derek Taylor thinks. If you got thoughts on the incident, you know where to send them. Right over to the Certainty Hotline, 780-496-0063. We'll get to some of those when we come back. Also, local lacrosse team in action out of the Minto Cup in Brampton. Junior A lacrosse news for you. A little obscure with it, but we'll bring it back to you when Inside Sports returns on 630 Chad. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. in Edmonton, 780-496-0063. Doug says, I'm overreacting with regards to the Bo Levi Mitchell comments. He was honest and supportive of his replacement and the team. He certainly was. I agree with that. I think he could have been exactly that same way behind closed doors. Why did that statement need to be public other than to let people know that he was upset and he was embarrassed that he was removed from the starter's role? That's how I interpret that. But that's not to say that I am right. Miners Lacrosse Club, they played most of their games this season out of the Enoch Arena, out at the uh, River Cree, if I'm not mistaken. This afternoon, in competition, out at the Minto Cup. That is the uh, national championship for Junior A Lacrosse. It's in Brampton this year. A 10-8 victory over the Victoria Shamrocks. So they move on into the uh, semifinals, if I'm not mistaken. It should be Whitby or uh, Toronto that they play next. So if if you're a local Junior A lacrosse fan, there you go. A bit of a plug for uh, the uh, the Miners Lacrosse Club, formerly the St. Albert Miners, but they don't play out of St. Albert anymore. So there you go. Little lacrosse news. Lots of football talk. Patrick Kane to Edmonton. They already got one Kane this offseason. Could they possibly land two? Could they possibly... In addition to all of the offensive weaponry the Edmonton Oilers boast, do you think that they could secure somehow in the final year of his contract with the Chicago Blackhawks, do you think that they could possibly pry the services of future Hall of Famer Patrick Kane away and bring him to... This seems to be a genuine point of discussion. So here, here's how it shakes down, if you're not familiar with the numbers of this. So Patrick Kane is on the final year of a deal that pays him $10.5 million a season. Most of the real money that gets paid out is already gone. So it's down to $2.9 million in real dollars that we're talking about the team actually having to give up. But the $10.5 million salary cap hit would still come along with the player. So what you would theoretically have to do is have Chicago retain some salary. I don't know how much they would be willing to retain. A team can only retain up to 50%, but don't expect them to go that far. I was just getting started. What do you mean the music's? What do you mean the music's coming in? <laughs> Time is finite, my man. <laughs> We're flying. We're going to dig way deeper into this with Bob Stoffer on the other side of this global news weather traffic update. But if they could make the, the dollars work, would you, in the final year of Patrick Kane's contract, bring him to Edmonton? Let's just go all offense, all out with it. He's a rental player by definition. He will be a free agent next summer, but just imagine what that would look like. Think about that. Chew on it over this Global News weather traffic update with Thomas Dias. Bob Stoffer will have much more to say on that when we return on Inside Sports.